Welcome to the Cultivating Calmness podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Vance, and today we're going to be talking about questions that children have about death. Tomorrow is November 16th, and it is Children's Grief Awareness Day. And so I wanted to be able to share with you uh, about some important questions that children often have when it comes to death, the maybe before, during, and after someone that they love uh, has died. And I know um, growing up as someone who experienced the death of a parent at a young age, I know there are a lot of questions. I personally experienced a lot of questions and even as an adult, I still have questions. Um, so I wanna be able to share some of those with you. Just uh, if you're a parent, if you're a teacher, if you are going through this, if you're a clinician, um, I know there are questions that um, can even surprise me. Some questions that I probably won't share with you today um, and just important to kind of be prepared to um, expect questions from children. Um, we all know that, you know, death is a natural part of life. Um, that doesn't mean that it's not difficult or confusing for everyone, especially children, to understand. So if we as the caring adults in their life can provide a safe and supportive environment for them, um, for them to ask those children and be able to express, uh, for our, excuse me, for the children to be able to ask questions and for them to be able to express their emotions when someone they love has passed away and we can be that place for them to do that, um, you know, that will help provide them with a safe environment that will help provide them with the space that they need to um, feel comfortable and they will learn to trust you more. Um, they will want to come to you with the questions and the concerns and the comments that they have regarding death or anything really. Um, so when we think about children and we think about all the questions that they have, if you are a parent, uh, you are probably well aware of all of the questions that your children can ask. And sometimes to, uh, it can be extremely annoying and frustrating the number of questions. You know, I am a mom and, uh, you know, the mom, 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 and questions about anything and everything. And some of them are silly and some of them are serious. And some of them you're like, where did that even come from? They, you get the same types of questions when it comes to death. Uh, children think of the, the weirdest things, the most serious things, things that you would never ever think of, um, and it can take you by surprise. And you might not know how to answer. And the biggest thing I want you to remember is that uh, when they ask questions, um, that you're honest with them. And sometimes that honesty may look and sound like, you know, I don't know. I don't know the answer, or I wish I had the answer, or it may look like something, it may sound something like, I will try to find the answer for you, or you may provide them with the name of somebody who does have the answer. Uh, like, let's go ask this person together. Let's try to find out that answer. Um, you know, being honest with them encourages them to want to trust you, encourages them to come back to you because if you tell them a lie or you tell them something that's not really the truth, uh, they may eventually figure that out. Maybe not right away. You know, maybe when they get older, they'll realize that mm, you lied to them and you didn't tell them the truth. Um, or they may learn the truth from somebody else. Or maybe, depending on your situation, depending on how old your child is, you know, they may have already figured out the truth. 
um, through observation, through, you know, uh, eavesdropping and you telling them something that's not the truth will just reinforce for them that you're not the person uh, that they can trust and you're not the person to go to for their uh, questions and their answers. So we don't want to see that happen between you and your child or any child if you are the adult in their life. So um, being as honest as possible, even when you don't have all the answers, is going to be your best option. Um, so common questions, you know, first we think about death and, you know, it's like, what is that? What does that mean? You know, we want to be uh, upfront. If you know what happened to the person who died, um, explaining that to them in a age appropriate way, you know, so if it was a horrific accident, you know, you don't need to go into all the details but you may you know, tell them that it was an accident. They were in a car accident, for example, and they got hurt very badly and their heart no longer works, their brain no longer works. Um, all of those things, explaining to them the realness of what has occurred. If it's you know an illness maybe they were struggling with, um, and this is something where you're preparing a child for the death of their loved one, you, you want to explain to them what is going on, you know, what the diagnosis is, what it's called, what may be happening to their body, um, and what is eventually going to happen. And then when it happens, you explain it all over again. That's another thing you will learn about if you haven't learned already. If you if you have kids, you'll learn they ask the same questions a lot. And that's especially true when it comes to talking about death. Um, because up until a certain age, you know, seven or eight is when they really start to grasp that concept of death. But even then, it's, it's still even later than that, um, around age 10. And every child is different. Okay, so I, you know, I hear from parents online and in session that all, you know, my child gets it, they totally understand. And that may be true. Um, so just from a general <laughs> timeline or time frame, you know, children around the age of 10 are really going to fully grasp that their person is never coming back. Um, some, again, some earlier, some later uh, will understand this and figure this concept out. And some of that is due to the level of support and explanation that they get. Um, so explaining to them, um, how and why and what death is or any of these questions today you know kids may have the same question over and over and over again um, because they're trying to understand they're trying to grasp that concept that their person if we're talking about you know someone dying or it could be a pet um you know that those those people are not ever coming back in the way that they had been there for them before they died so um, that can be hard. <laughs> that can be hard, not only for the child asking the question because it's like getting, you know, new news over and over again, but as for, you know, if you're the parent and you've lost your spouse or you've lost your child and you're having to repeat these answers, right? That can be just a blow to the gut and the heart and um, that may feel like an intense level of pain for you. And, um, you know, I, I, definitely can't take that away. I know that that would be hard. That would be difficult. Um, and being as present for your child as possible and letting them know that this is a difficult question to answer, right? There's that honesty, talking to them openly about why that's difficult and what's so hard about it. And yes, the same answer that you've given before and letting them know um, 
all the things that you've already said um, in a calm and patient way uh, will will help them to understand that concept. So, you know, what does that mean? So you're gonna answer questions about what death is, what death means, what happened to them, where did they go? Um, you know, we can be literal in explaining where they went and what happened, and that's the same for the funeral process, the burial process, the um, you know, embalming and um, cremation process. Again, you don't have to go into all the details, um, but you know, again, older children, you may go into more details. Younger children, you may just explain um, certain aspects of that process so that they aren't as confused. And as they get older, you may share more and more on that subject um, and answer those questions in a little more detail. So, um, you know, being um, as honest with them as possible uh, to the extent that they would understand. Um, and if you aren't comfortable finding somebody that can answer those questions, there are lots of books out there to talk about death and dying with children. Uh, so you know, we can always look up some books. There are a lot of great resources out there that can talk about um, and share options for books to talk about death. Um, I'm actually reading one tomorrow for my therapy book Thursday. Um, and I think, I think it's called When Dinosaurs Die. I'm not, I don't have it sitting right in front of me. I think that's the title. And so, um, it's a fun, you know, it's a cute story with dinosaurs that walks children through some of that process of death and explaining some of that to children. So you can use books a lot to explain death to children. Um, you may answer questions about whether their person suffered, whether they were in pain. Um, you may face questions about what's going to happen to them. You know, the child, they may wonder like, am I going to die too? Uh, because maybe their sibling died or their parent died. You know, they want to know, is that contagious? Like, am I going to catch that like a cold? Um, so we want to alleviate some of those questions too, but also with honesty. So am I going to die? Are you going to die? Is so-and-so going to die? Um, you, our, our instinct may be like, no, 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 they're not going to die. We're not going to die. We're going to be right here. Unfortunately, you and I both know that, that we cannot guarantee that. Um, and so we want to be honest with them. Like, well, everybody, every living thing dies at some point. And I will do my very best to be with you um, until we're old, until, you know, for a long, long time. Um, and if that changes, you know, I will do my best to prepare you for that, to talk to you about it. But, you know, no, I don't think that we are going to die anytime soon. But eventually, a long, long time from now, my hope is a long, long time from now that, you know, um, we will eventually. But I hope that that's not soon. You might answer something along those lines. Um, you're gonna face questions that may be more related to your religious practices. Like, are they watching over me? Are they in heaven? You know, are they going to hell? Um, you, um, are they an angel? Are they with God? You um, may have answers prepared for that. You may need to consult with your uh, pastor or minister or religious leader to maybe answer that a little uh, better for yourself. Um, but, you know, those questions may be up to you and your particular faith. Uh, but again, answering as honestly as possible and saying, you know, I don't know, but I, my hope is fill in the blank. Maybe you'll get questions about um, like, why, why? 
the big why question. Um, and that's definitely a hard one. Sometimes we don't know why. Um, and they may have questions about why God fill in the blank. Why did God let this happen? Why did God take them away? Etc. Again, if you don't feel comfortable answering that question, let them know. Um, go to your religious leader if you have one or an elder in your family or someone who may you feel may have a better answer or may be able to explain that to your child or the child. Um, sometimes kids want to know if it's their fault. This is often, um, this is a, I guess, a popular question, a common question, um, especially if it's uh, maybe something that was unexpected, you know, and kids can connect things that that aren't connected. Um, you know, we may call that magical thinking. So it may be something like, you know, I yelled at mom the other day and then mom died. Did she die because I yelled at her, right? Is it my fault? Uh, and they will carry that burden with them. So we want to alleviate that right away um, and explaining what accidents are. Um, and, you know, even if they were mad, even if they fought, and I know, you know, us adults have this problem too. We can connect things that we've done or said to bad things that have happened, even though they are not connected at all, we can still do that. So we really want to take that burden away from our children um, from blaming themselves about what has happened. Um, you know, they want to know if they'll ever see them again or, um, you know, if they're going to come back or some, maybe some faiths believe in reincarnation, you may have to explain that to them and uh, help them understand what that means in your faith and your belief system. Children uh, may want to know, like, what's it going to be like in school? Are people going to make fun of me? Are they going to have questions? How do I tell my friends about this? Um, am I different? Are people going to uh, like me or not like me? Um, you know, they may have questions that seem really out of place. Like maybe you're at the funeral and they want to know, can they go sleep over at Susie's house? You know, um, they, again, right. This is a really big deal. It's re something really, um, well, traumatic and, um, hard to process, but also, right. They can go moment to moment. And so when they ask these questions that seem, really unrelated and for you they may feel hurtful your child's not trying to be hurtful um they may just be living in that moment moment to moment one moment i'm sad and i'm thinking about mom the next minute i'm thinking about how i want to play with susie and how i'd like to go to her house um, and that's okay um you know some kids may not want to talk about it at all and we you know i do want to encourage them to talk and ask questions um it's a balance trying to let them express their questions and their feelings and also wanting to give them space to be able to do that. Um, we don't want our children to shut themselves away and not ask any questions and never talk about it. Um, so finding that balance can be a little hard um, and it would be good to talk to somebody about that if, if you don't um, know what to do. Um, the, some kids want to know if they should feel certain emotions. Again, answer with honesty. Um, you know, what can I do to remember my loved one? And there are so many things and so many ways to answer that question. And actually I plan to do that in, um, next week's podcast and that will be right before Thanksgiving. Uh, so hopefully you can join me then and, uh, we can talk through some ideas for what to do to remember your loved one, especially around the holidays. Um, you 
we children may have questions about like their other caregiver and I think I maybe already said this but you know what happens if you die where am I gonna go you know if one parent died for example and then they may worry about the other parent dying or if they live with their grandparents they may worry about what you know if their grandparents are gonna die what about me what's gonna happen to me if other people in my life die and aren't here anymore where am i gonna go so we want you know we want to have a plan we want to tell them what the plan would be um i know that's not something you want to think about but it is an important step it is something to help alleviate those concerns you know that there are people out there who love them and care about them and that will help them should anything bad happen to you but again we hope nothing bad does happen uh, but you know mom or dad or whoever the caregiver is um is prepared for that. Um, you know, they may want to know if they're allowed to talk about their person. They may feel hesitant to talk about them because they don't want to hurt you. They don't want to see you get upset. You may find that your child is trying to comfort you and checking in on you and asking you if you're okay. Um, and we want them to know that we are, but that we're sad and it's okay for them to know how you feel. It's okay for them to know that you're struggling, um, but that you will be okay. Um, just maybe not right now, maybe not right in this moment. I know, um, you know, I think I'm trying to come up with additional questions. I wrote a bunch down. Um, you, there's always more questions. There's always questions that uh, are gonna surprise you. That are just gonna seem like they came out of nowhere and you could take you by surprise. Um, you know, I know growing up, I had a lot of why questions and sometimes, you know, still have those why questions. Um, you know, a lot of questions that I would have because when I, uh, my mom died when I was seven and so a lot of questions that I had were things about my mom. Um, and still to this day, there's things that I don't know about my mom. Um, and these are things that you know, the people around her maybe didn't know. You know, what were her likes? What were her dislikes? What was her favorite color? Um, you know, other things maybe are a little more easy. You know, where did she go to college? What did she major in? What did she do? You know, but all those questions about what my mom did in college and what was her favorite part and what was the worst part and, you know, did she ever fall in love or have her heart broken or anything like that? I don't have any of that information. Those are questions that I do not have answers to. Um, you know, I have what my dad knows, I have what her siblings know and what her parents know, what they've been able to share, but some of those things maybe they don't know or their guess, you know, and their guess is the best answer that they have and I just take that as what it is. Um, there have been things throughout the years where I have found scrapbooks my mom created or pictures, things that she saved that brought, you know, insight into her life. Um, but I, you know, those are questions that kids may have is about their person and they want to preserve the things about that person. Uh, so, you know, if you have those answers for your child, just be prepared to answer them, share things about the person with them. Um, and I know that that can be hard if, uh, especially if maybe you didn't have a good relationship with the person who died. That can be especially hard, and we want to try to support that child and provide them with some of the answers that um, you know the answers to the questions that they have. Um, yeah, so 
I know that that was a piece missing for me was that I didn't get questions answered about my mom specifically. Um, and those are things that I will never get answers to. So you know, when your children have them, you know, if you have the answers to those questions, being able to provide them for them. So um, just remember that children ask a lot of questions already. And when it comes to death, they're going to probably have even more. It's a very confusing time for them. They aren't fully grasping that concept that their person is never coming back. So you may get the repeated questions. You may get those questions that come out of left field and that's okay. And if you need time to think about it, just let them know that you need time to think about it. Honesty is the best policy when it comes to answering questions for children. Um, and again, even if that answer is, I don't know, uh, start there and build from that if you need to and finding resources that may be able to answer questions like books. Children's books are a great source of uh, answers for children um, and uh, many good resources out there to help you find those things. And um, with that, I will leave you for Children's Grief Awareness Month and Children's Grief Awareness Day tomorrow, November 16th. Have a wonderful rest of your day and rest of your week. And join me next week for our next Cultivating Calmness podcast.